It isn't the end of the world. It is the most remarkable act of global solidarity we may ever witness in our lifetime. So stay safe, folks. Stay at home. And may God bless you all. Hello, friends. My name is Egan O'Ryan, and this is A Light in the Dark a show about hope and humanity in the midst of one of our darkest hours. Today is Sunday, April 5th, 2020, and I'm broadcasting from one of the centers of the American pandemic in Seattle, Washington. Every day I'll bring you a brief update on the global pandemic and what's happening where I live. The show is principally about us humans and how we're responding to the crisis. At some point, whether it be days or weeks or months, we will get to the other side of this. In the meantime, there will be a lot of darkness suffering, death, but we, we friends, must be the light in the dark to get us through and beyond this crisis. So on today's show, we're doing something a little bit different. Every Sunday, we're going to be doing what I'm calling the Pridecast, and it's basically focused on the LGBTQ community, which I've served for a long time here in Seattle, and uh, my co-writer will be Alexa Manella a local drag queen and community activist who has been hosting the main stage for many years at Pride Fest, which normally happens at the end of June. So she'll be joining us in just a bit. And this show is really intended today just as a preview of our future shows. I did want to start today's show with reading something. It's, it's on social media, but it's being credited to Bill Gates. As far as I can see, it was actually started in Belfast in Northern Ireland by a community group that's responding to the COVID-19 crisis. And um, I'll read it to you because I just found it very moving. It says, When you go out and see the empty streets, the empty football fields, the empty GAA pitches, even the empty children's play parks, don't say to yourself, it looks like the end of the world. What you are seeing is love in action. What you are seeing in those empty spaces is how much we do care for each other. We care for our grandparents, our parents, our brothers and sisters, and for all those with underlying health problems. We care for people we will never meet. People will lose jobs over this. People will lose businesses, and some will also lose their lives. This is all the more reason to just take a moment when you're out on your walk or on your way to the shops or just watching the news to look into the emptiness and marvel at all of that love. Let it fill you and let it sustain you. It isn't the end of the world. It is the most remarkable act of global solidarity we may ever witness in our lifetime. So stay safe, folks. Stay at home. And may God bless you all. Again, that was credited in a, in a video to the Upper Springfield COVID-19 Community Response Team, which is set up in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Thanks for that inspiration today. And next, as we do every day on the show, it's time to go through the numbers of the global coronavirus pandemic. Worldwide, there are 1,267,000 cases of COVID-19. There have been just under 70,000 deaths attributed to the virus. Of the total cases, 261,000 have made a full recovery from active COVID-19 infection. In the United States, we added 
over 21,000 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 and over 1,000 deaths. And Italy, their numbers keep on going down, both in new cases and in a total number of deaths over the last day. Germany is still very low. France, thankfully, has also slowed their daily death toll. And uh, Spain also seems to be um, going down a bit. So the only rocket ship, uh, as far as the numbers are concerned, is the United States of America. And there are many key hotspots in the U.S. that are expected to peak over the next week or two. First up will definitely be New York City, whose peak is expected sometime in the next week. Here on the West Coast, and particularly in, in Seattle and Washington State, it looks like we have been very successful about flattening that curve. In fact, our governor just returned 400 ventilators that were provided to us to handle the crisis uh, because they were not anticipated to be needed. So that's a little good news in a world full of bad news, but uh, we'll, we'll take it. We'll definitely take it. There was a suggestion made by the CDC on Friday, delivered through the president, that people wear some sort of non-surgical mask. And you're definitely seeing that more and more every day here uh, in Seattle. So that's good to see. I think the more that we do that, the more that we stay at home, the more that we socially distance, that will keep the, the local epidemic under control. All right. Well, let's go on to the fun part of the show. My guest on the show today is Alexa Manila, who is a local drag queen community activist. She's worked in public health for a long time. I'm happy to call her a good friend of mine. We've been working together on Pride Fest for a number of years. You'll often see us together on the main stage on the last Sunday of every June. And we and uh, months ago, we talked about doing a Pride Cast, and then this little podcast called A Light in the Dark came around. Now I have all the equipment and uh, I, I called up Alexa and said, hey, how about we uh, work on that Pridecast project that we were going to work on? It was going to be monthly or quarterly, just one podcast. And now we've decided to do it weekly to connect to our LGBTQ community, both here and uh, wherever there may be listeners interested in we're not sure if we're even going to be able to have an in-person Pride event this June. So in the meantime, we are going to be working on strengthening the fiber of our connection to one another to make sure that people know that they are not alone and that we will be able to gather again. But in the meantime, let's do this. All right, let's talk to Alexa. So for our exclusive guest today on this Pridecast preview. We have someone that I've been working closely with for a number of years. She is a drag queen celebrity here in Seattle and beyond, has been working in public health for a long time, is a community activist, and someone that I'm proud to call a friend. So let's bring on to the show Alexa Manila. Welcome, Alexa. Hi, Egan. Hi, everyone. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice again. It feels like it's been so, so long <laughs> since we've actually chatted. We, it, we we usually chat much more than this. That's true. Well, you know, given the whole global pandemic, it does 
feel like it is forever. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, there's corona time. There's normal time and then there's corona time. So every day seems to take a right? week. <laughs> So, so you and I, since last fall, I believe, started talking about the possibility of doing a Pridecast. And then when this uh, Mm -hmm. pandemic hit, I decided to do this little show called A Light in the Dark, which is a daily podcast just talking about silver linings during a really hard time, really dark time. And uh, so now that you and I are chatting again, I just had the idea that, you know, it might be really fun to do that podcast that we talked about you know we were thinking about making it monthly or quarterly or something (laughs) but i was thinking (laughs) that you know it doesn't look likely that pride is going to go on the last sunday of june this year the last weekend and so i thought maybe it'd be fun if we just did a weekly pride cast on, on Sunday. It doesn't have to be hours and hours of entertainment, but just to have a check-in with you, maybe talk to some nonprofit leaders that, um, that mm-hmm. really serve the LGBTQ community, talk to some past headliners. How does that sound? I think that sounds perfect. Um, like you, you know, just, and I think everybody else is talking about it, about postponing, many of the Pride events in the region, if not globally, right? Just recently, uh, one of the, the producers of Astoria Pride out in Oregon out and said that they would be canceling it, and it's uh, mid-June. It's actually my birthday weekend, and so I, I was supposed to come down um, and host it, and um, so that's been canceled. And so, and then, uh, you may already know this, I produce Pride Asia every year as well, uh, but we, and, and ours is actually much earlier in the year. We're in May at the, on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but we haven't quite put our you know feet down to make that decision just yet. Uh, we uh, the Pride Asia ambassadors and I are, will be meeting this month, and I think that's when we'll have the heart to heart talk and sort of put our minds together and gather as much information as we can collect from community, from our community leaders and you know health officials around you know, what the prospects are for, you know, the, the pandemic locally and see if the best decision is to, in fact, either cancel it or postpone it, much much like any other, you know, uh, uh, groups out there. And then I think doing a weekly check-in, I think, could be really, really, one, educational, if not entertaining, I think at the very least. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all of us being sequestered at home, I think that could be really fun for some people. And, and you know what, if we can put a smile at least one person during this time, I think, uh, you know, uh, we've done our deed. And to me, like, you already know this about me, I, I try to generally be very positive about things, try to, like, my, much like you, find that light in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and checking in with people, I think despite the social distancing that we're all practicing, I think taking advantage of technologies like a, like a podcast that you're doing could be really be meaningful to people and then really check up on people, check in on community. After all, we are still a community. Uh, and then like, like your idea of checking in with community leaders, people, just uh, even no, regular people, you know, exactly. uh, just yeah. checking up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do this, uh, on Saturdays, I do this, this, uh, whole, the whole show is based around, uh, me phoning a friend somewhere in the world and we just have a chat mm-hmm. and record it. And it's, you know, it doesn't have to be anyone that's of 
that's a performer, anyone of any significance except to me, and that I think that they have an interesting mm-hmm. story. So we could always just check in, you know, pull a name out of a hat and just give a call to someone just to see how they're doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that could be one of those pleasant surprises, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to give people a little context to our relationship, we are often on the Pride stage at Seattle Center uh, the last Sunday of every June doing our mm-hmm. little dog and pony show. And we, we always have, <laughs> we, we always have a, a, a blast. And this last year I did, I did drag for the first uh, time and then I did it again. And uh, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get enough the first time. So um, I guess technically Alexa Manila I'm a Manila now, and you are my drag mother. Yes, you are technically. <laughs> oh, how the oh how the so mighty have much fallen! Fun, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want to scratch that itch. Huh? <laughs> you did it a second time, <laughs> and then perform live. You remember my drag name? Well, no, because you were kind of rebellious about it. You had your own name already. <laughs> oh, right. I didn't do what was proper. You, normally, you're supposed to get na- named, I think, by your drag mother. And I, I went by Shegan. I went by Shegan. Yeah, which I think is still so, so adorable and cute. <laughs> but you know what? Through the form, you know, us, us, you know, LGBTQ people, we are, you know, rebels at heart, right? We try to really you know, puncture through what the, you know, what the, the normal is, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I love Keegan. I love Keegan. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it was funny seeing the reaction for, from social media around me because, you know, there were many detractors on the far, far left that were calling me, there's still stickers around town calling me a, you know, Egan Orion is a corporate fascist which is, as you know, mm-hmm. is like the furthest thing from the from the truth. But even me mm-hmm. being dressed up, it was funny. I don't know if you saw this, but there was people on Twitter that were saying, that looks like some really expensive jewelry and some clothes. So there's Egan Orion being elitist yet again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you. Well, you know what? You know, like they say, haters going to hate, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, I, you do know, you, I, that, uh, I think that the dress I got at Nordstrom rack for like $35. So, you know what, if I wore it Lux, then I wore it Lux. I mean, je- jealousy <laughs> yeah, is a really ugly, ugly emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I have no shame wearing stuff from the Goodwill. Right. You know, it's the way you wear it. It's the way you accessorize. It's the way you wear it. If you look like a million bucks, it's because you made it look like a million bucks. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I think we're going to be, you do this, this, this whole thing on social media, which is ask Alexa. And a lot of times it's just makeup or wardrobe tips, but you know, you also get asked about um, issues around being API and being LGBTQ and I think that that's that's also a segment I'd love to do on our Sunday Pridecasts, if you're willing to. Oh, absolutely. I think it would be a great platform. And particularly for people who generally are, are either way too shy or they just don't really have an avenue to share their thoughts 
you know, their emotions. Like I tell you, like sometimes uh, when I have these opportunities, you know, to do Q&As with people, you know, people will often ask about what it's like to come out. And then, and I share, I've not shared this with you before where, you know, it's 2020, but it's still an issue for some people. Right. You know, there are so many, you know, LGBTQ young people out there that uh, find it difficult to, to look up to someone, you know, to even ask them, you know, what it was like and, you know, what to expect. And I think that would be a great opportunity to answer those questions or just talk, you know, you know just talk and be and be a shoulder to someone, be an ear to someone. Yeah, maybe not the shoulder at this time. We're, you know, we're practicing social distancing. V- virtual so shoulder. maybe just an ear. <laughs> maybe, a maybe, virtual shoulder. That'll be the alternate name for this segment, virtual shoulder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think, but yeah, that would be great. I think that the, I think also that um, the Pridecast would be a good way for us to connect with the larger LGBTQ community about plans for Pride this year, uh, whether we're mm-hmm. going to need to postpone the event, whether we're going to do a virtual event, whether we're going to try to do both a virtual event and maybe a later uh, in-person event. I think just keeping people in the loop, because I know Pride is very important uh, to a lot of people, and it may not look the way that it's always looked this year. I mean, that's just that's just one of the consequences of living in the time of a pandemic. Exactly. And people also need to remember, too, that, you know, we talk about Pride Fest, and often people only think about that Sunday event, when, in fact, you have Capitol Hill Pride Fest, right? You have Family Day at Pride Fest. You have these, like, multiple locations and multiple days that it's really not just that one day. And even if we do think about the one Pride Fest at Seattle Center, that alone in size is huge. So there's a lot definitely to prepare, yeah. Well, and, and uh, for those, yeah, it'd be great for people to know. For those that don't know as well, Pride Fest is a 501c3 nonprofit. I'm the executive director of that nonprofit. And definitely the Pride events are at the center of a lot of what we do. And it's, 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 a, it's a very important community gathering to acknowledge our past, to, to celebrate what's gone on in the last year, and to fight for our future as a community. But... There's also advocacy work that we do all year round. There's fundraising that we do for local LGBTQ nonprofits. We help amplify their events, their causes on social media, in person, help to build capacity in those nonprofits. We put on the red dress party. So there's a number of different things that we do. Pride is not just one day or one weekend a year. For us, we look at it as being 365 days a year, or in the case of this year, 366 this year. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, this was just intended for us just to have a little brainstorm, just to be a preview about what we uh, what we do in the in the future. But I'm treating you this week not as a co-host, but as a guest. And if you've listened to the show, then you may know that something that we ask all of our guests is to tell me something good, something small, something that happened in the last day or two that put a smile on your face, made you laugh, or brought you joy? Oh, well, looking at my partner and my puppy, uh, being confined, you know, being confined, meaning being quarantined, and just feeling grateful, you know, that we have each other and that we can still find and create a routine, some type of normalcy, 
and that despite this global pandemic, we're really just small creatures, you know, in the universe, and it's and 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 it's being reminded of the 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 simplest of things like love, respect, compassion for each other really 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 goes a long way. Absolutely. For something good, would would just be the gratefulness that I feel. Mm. You know. Yeah, I love that. Can you? Uh, tell people what your dog's name is, please. Uh, so my our dog's name is Tofu. And can you describe Tofu to the audience? Oh my gosh, Tofu! So he, my partner and I created this sort of moniker. We call him Tofu Grace, that seventies dog. So he is, as far as breed, he's technically called a Daisy dog, uh, and so he is a mixed of a Bichon Frise, a Shih Tzu, and a Poodle. And he is our, I don't know, maybe they, uh, they are actually a graduation slash birthday gift from a family member uh, up in Canada. So we call him the Canadian canine. <laughs> <laughs> so he was living in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and uh, we flew up there but then drove back home. So we drove about, I don't know, like 20 plus hours which was great. It was a great bonding moment with him. He just brings so much joy in our lives. And uh, every time we walk him or if he's in the car, you know, peeking out through the window, you know, every single time people, you know, look up to him and they start smiling. Mm. You know, you might see someone kind of like feeling low and then they, they look at him and then all of a sudden they just smile. Tofu has this constant smile on his face. He's just like fuzzy thing. He's like always like just happy. And, and, it, <laughs> and then with the name Tofu. Yeah, right. <laughs> and his his hair is out of control. And you probably clip it from time to time. But he's just this big yes. bundle of of hair or fur. I don't know what you call um, on that. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, is there any? Are there any specific antics that uh, Tofu has been up to in isolation? Well, speaking of isolation, he learned a new trick uh, or a couple of tricks. So now he knows what toy means. So when we say "Where's your toy?", he'll grab this uh, fluffy avocado—not a real avocado, just a stuffed <laughs> toy avocado—and then we we play fetch. You know, uh, in our apartment, I throw it across the room and he'll grab it and bring it back. So he's learned that trick. So we're moving on to roll over. How's that, how's that going? So wish me luck. Uh, not so well. Roll over <laughs> means I push him. <laughs> Rolling over means I'm part of the, uh, part of the, part of it <laughs> where I push him. That's so funny. maybe I need to, yeah, we, we need to, uh, make that a little better but he does know a lot of tricks already so he knows sit like most dogs he knows paw and other paw oh so he knows that oh yeah and then he knows down uh he knows door when we say door he'll you know get up and start scratching the doorknob or i suppose if he can get to the doorknob mm -hmm. so it's pretty smart his yeah. breed is apparently you know smarter than most so and he's not at all a yappy dog he just stays quiet Oh, you remember he made his uh, debut, uh, public debut at uh, Pride Fest last year. Yes, Tofu. Tofu is, yeah. is, is is an amazing dog. My dog would not be allowed within a mile of the Pride Fest stage because she would bark at everyone. <laughs> not not oh, menacingly, yeah, but just scared. so excitedly. 
Like she's a very excited. Yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, thank goodness, is very quiet. Oh, right. And <laughs> See, I'm all excited now. <laughs> yeah, I could go on and on and on talking about tofu, and I'm well, not even vegetarian. Well, you know that. <laughs> that's that's amazing, Alexa. I look <laughs> I look forward to us spending a little time together every Sunday. Let's start planning. This has just been a preview of what people are going to get every week on their Sunday Pridecast, and uh, we'll we'll do it for as long as it makes sense to do it. We want to be a, a place where we can connect people in the LGBTQ community, still talk about all the exciting things we're going to do in the future at Pride, um, talk to the great work that's being done that's more needed than ever with our nonprofits, and just talk to regular folks about what some of the challenges are being in isolation, staying at home, not having their usual pathways of connection and community. And hopefully we can provide just a little bit of that. So I look forward to working with you on it. Exactly. Thank you so much. Okay. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. Stay safe and sane and stay proud. Okay. We'll do stay safe and say hi to Alex for me and give a kiss to tofu. And um, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, we'll do. Okay. Uh, All right. Bye. Love. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Too. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks again to local drag legend Alexa Manila for coming on the show for this Pridecast preview. She will be back with me next Sunday for a full show. You'll see what the what the whole concept is about. Just wanted to do a quick follow-up before we finish today. Yesterday was our phone-a-friend London edition. And there's actually been a couple pieces of news today coming out of the UK. The Queen made a rare address on the coronavirus to the people of the United Kingdom and to the people of the world. And it spells out the challenges at this time and with gratitude towards the people for following instructions to stay home and stay healthy. And it ends on a very optimistic note. And I wanted to share that with you now. We will succeed and that success will belong to every one of us. We should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure, better days will return. We will be with our friends again. We will be with our families again. We will meet again. But for now, I send my thanks and warmest good wishes to you all. I must admit I don't have much affinity or necessarily natural affection for monarchy. Uh, but in times of trouble, nation's leaders must talk frankly with their citizenry and also give them hope. And I think that uh, the Queen's speech there was very touching on that point. I was, I was actually quite moved by it. And um, I suspect that a lot of people around the world will be as well. The other piece of news out of the UK today is that their Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, has been admitted to hospital now with more severe COVID-19 symptoms. All right, folks. Well, that does it for another episode of A Light in the Dark. I thank you very much for taking this time to join us today. And I hope you'll come back and uh, listen to the show again tomorrow. In the meantime, stay safe. Take care of your families, your friends, your neighbors. Practice good social distancing. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks all.